0: From MPB Think
1: Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Mr. Jeff Simmons from HouseWorks. Today on the program, we welcome back John Abel from Abel's Premier Pest. No matter the temperature of the season, your home always looks inviting to the most unwanted of guests. And I do know, even though we're in some sort of crazy polar vortex at the moment, it will warm up. Eventually.
2: Yo, yes, But you know
1: what? I was outside a couple of days ago, and I already saw Ant Trail. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess maybe the water was pushing them out. Anyway, you can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you fellas doing this morning?
2: I am doing great. Sun's shining. It's going to warm up. It's going to warm up. Everything's looking great. Right. How
0: about it, Dal? Oh, snug as a bug.
2: Blessed right. to be
1: here.
0: Okay, good for you. <laughs> any uh, Been on any roofs this week? Yes, we have. You know, um, even though it's cold, we, we still get out and spot track leaks and things like that. Uh-huh. Whew. Yes. How about you, Jeff? What's going on?
2: I have not been on a roof this week. Good for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's cold up there. All
1: right. So what are you guys working on? Anything big or new or fun well, and fantastic?
0: Yeah,
2: you know, I, now, I did see a picture on Facebook of you guys making a pool the other day. Yes, uh-huh. we we actually have two pools uh, in the works, so uh, that's that's exciting. We've got um, and that sounds great in early
1: March mm-hmm. if it acted like early March. Exactly. All right.
2: <laughs> um, but you know, I, I love this time in a build. We we've got. Um, We've got three builds that are coming to the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we finished our children's clinic in Yazoo City. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go up there today and just tweak that a little bit. And we've got um, three others that are in various stages: landscaping, touch-up paint. You know, that getting down to the final nitty-gritty of it. We're gonna we're gonna hand the keys over. Momentarily, okay, good for you. Well, I got
1: I got a big order this weekend from the wife. Uh, She finally put the foot down and said, "Okay, if you do not fix the drain on the sink, (laughs) you may sleep elsewhere." So what we did um, is I went in there, and here's the deal: under the sink Mm -hmm. is like the worst place for plumbing to go. Of course, you know. Anyway, so because under under the kitchen sink, you have to take all the cleaning products out first. So I had to say, and it's and, full. Yeah, it's full, of course, because most of the things that are underneath your sink have been there <laughs> since the 80s. <laughs> right. you know? So, anyway, so I'm pulling all this stuff out, and I can say it was a worthy thing to do. What we had is a very slow draining um, sink in the kitchen and on one side, oh, not on no. the other side. And I thought, okay, that's very particular but it also gives me a clue if it's only stopping up on one side since it's only one outlet you follow me Mm
3: -hmm, so it it
1: was getting stuck somewhere on on the left side of my sink so when we pulled it out there was one pipe in there that i noticed nothing was coming out of Mm -hmm. when i turned the water on and it was absolutely clogged up with what I, i don't know how old it was i don't know how long it's been there I have no idea, but I do know uh, that once we got it out, everything worked better. Yeah. I mean, everything worked better. It was absolutely clogged up. I think it was hurting the ventilation by being clogged up. Yeah. So, but anyway... You, you didn't great. try the
0: uh, plumber in the
1: bottle? Yeah, I did. I, I did the plumber in the bottle. No luck. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, you remember last time I said that when you get clogs out, if you do like a, a hair clog in a bathtub, you can use one of those little uh, one of those little things, cheap things. It's like a stick that you can put down right. there at it you know, and It's got a, little, got a little Velcro on the end of it, and it'll grab all the hair and pull out. Well, this is not a hair clog. So, anyway, pulled it out of there. I had to do it by hand. I'm sorry. Mm. Yes, nitrate gloves are wonderful. And
2: But, you know, the positive thing, you're sleeping indoors. I am. I am sleeping so, indoors. The, I mean, that's positive. All is yes, back to same normal. Same sure. right, There you go. Well, that was my duty for the day.
1: That was good. All right. So we are here, 877-MPB-RING. John Abel is here from Abel's Premier Pest. We're going to be talking about that. He'll be in here in just a second. However, there's a couple of things going on. And this time of the year is the best time of the year for home improvement. Whether you're getting somebody else to do it for you or (laughs) you're going to do it yourself, this is awesome. And there's a way to find out how to do things. The home shows are coming to Mississippi. Now, what we mean about that, uh, the the first one that, that we've got here, the Home Show in Jackson, will be March 8th through 10th. The uh, Gulf Coast, the Home Show, will be from March 23rd and 24th. And then Tupelo, uh, WTVA Home and Garden Show from uh, April 12th, 13th, and 14th. Um, There's all kinds of things at the home show. I I was at the Jackson home show, I guess, about uh, two years ago, and then at the Gulf Coast home show last year. And these are great places, not just to find out how to do or what's out there. But they're great inspiration places when you walk in there. They really are. You know, you walk in. and I think Java and I were walking through the Jackson two years ago, and I think we mentioned this last year. We saw the concrete countertops that just blew our mind. We had no, We, we right. thought they were stone and all this other and stuff. wood. Yeah, and yeah, wood. I, and it was just the I guarantee thing. you had to go touch it. Yeah, I did.
2: Yeah, yeah, but that's the
1: thing. If you go to the home show, the, the ideas that you will get there are absolutely great.
2: The, the best
1: mm-hmm. of the best. We'll be at the home show showing what they do. Now, the one that's going to be this weekend is in Jackson, and um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Over hundred, over 200 exhibits, thousands of products. Um, there's a builder challenge again, the ultimate entertainment spaces. Now, you remember last time, one time a couple of years ago, you did a garage thing? We did, yeah, we did the garage. Right. This time, it's going to, I love this, an entertainment room? Yes. Is that what you're doing? Yes. Oh, you can go all out with that. Yes. Oh, man, this is going I to be I mean, just, just think about what's going to be in an, these rooms. An entertainment space, the ultimate entertainment
2: space, folks. Right. That's and, and most of them are conducted by guys, so imagine what's in there. Oh, man, there's going to be so many buttons oh, and lights. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> That's
1: lights. <great. laughs> anyway, in uh, the participating builders this year in the Builders Challenge, Shane McClendon Builder, uh, Woodbuilt Homes, Paul Graham Companies, Skelton Homes, uh, and uh Anyway, that's going to be this weekend, and that'll be from uh, 10 to 5 on Friday, 10 to 5 on Saturday, and 12 to 5 on Sunday at the Mississippi Trademark. So there you go. Yeah. All right, and uh, John's here. Yeah, I found you. Was there like a giant rat in your way or something? Uh, Go ahead and make up a great story
4: that says why you're late. I was about to say I was dealing with bats this morning, so yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) They were were flying all over me. Right, right. Batman. That's it, yeah.
1: All right. Sure, the first time that you've ever heard that. Well, you know what, John? Uh, if if folks, if you'd like to ask about a, a pest situation, the number to call is eight seven seven. MPB Ring, that's 877 672 7464. There are two contractors on staff that can uh, answer your questions for you. And then we got John here today, the bug killer. Number calls 877 MPB Ring. It's time for us to take our first break of the hour. Today, our guest is John Abel from Abel's Premier Pest. See, I said it right that time. Uh, We'll talk about your home pest control and the best way to keep them out. If you've got a pest problem and don't mind sharing on the air, join the conversation. We're also here for your general home improvement questions. Call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org.
0: Running a business requires smart decisions every day. Make a good decision for your company today. And reach MPB listeners through MPB program underwriting. For more information, go to mpbonline.org/underwriting.
1: Welcome back. This is Fix It One Hundred and One on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solution Six Hundred One and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Our guest for the day is John Abel from Abel's Premier Pest, and join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, folks, this is the bug show. So let's go ahead and get into it. We do have an email already. All right, birds in the barn. Do strobe lights work at keeping birds out of large
4: buildings like a barn? Well, birds like uh, most animals at first... You know, it, it does frighten them, uh-huh. uh, and then over time they get they realize that it's really uh, not going to harm them, so it they will come back. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's like um, the strobe light; it, it will work for a while. Uh-huh. It's just like the owl that you buy that you're supposed to scare them. And then they realize scare the snakes
1: and birds and stuff. Yeah, and when yeah. they
4: realize that it doesn't work, I mean, it doesn't harm them. They'll they'll eventually return. Okay. Um, But they do work for a short time.
1: Okay. Well, that's that's good to know. Like, if you've got to get rid of them quick for some reason. I've also seen people um, in some areas, and they're doing this all over the country for airports, they shoot off guns near the airports, or at least blanks, to move the birds.
4: Yeah, what they do, those are are like um, uh, gas cannons they're hooked to like a propane tank, Uh and every. Uh, they set a timer on it and it just goes boom. It, it explodes that gas that gets in that tube, and it sounds like a gun. But yeah, that's what they use oh, those man, for. Oh man, that's cool. Those, uh, you, you know, I've I've noticed this before, and I
2: think it works. I've noticed it at swimming pools. Uh, they'll take fishing line and and tie that about fifteen feet above the swimming pool to keep the birds from. You know, coming in there, what, what's your thought fishing on line?
4: Well, Yeah, fishing line. I mean, we use that a lot because they can't see it, right. and they'll fly into it, and it frightens it them, and they, they can't see it to land on it. So fishing line, light fishing line, clear, oh. works for it. Like I said, they can't see it, and once they they hit it a few times, they, they go somewhere else. Really? Yeah, like if you've got a top of a post uh, at your garage mm-hmm. or something, and uh, you can take a few nails and put it the top of the column, yeah, and you can weave... Um, uh, fishing line back and forth, clear fishing line like a number four, sure, uh-huh. and uh, it's thin, and uh-huh. uh, they'll they'll hit it a few times, and then they'll move on and nest somewhere else. So Talking about just top birds, the yeah,
0: they'll just yeah,
2: yeah,
4: yeah.
1: fishing
2: line. I've,
4: yeah. I've noticed it, yes,
1: that's insane. All right, folks, uh, if you want to get a question answered about whatever pest you might have going on or uh, might need to figure out, number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. All right. So you said you got two calls this morning, John?
4: Uh, yeah, I had uh, squirrels, and, and yeah. squirrels and bats. Squirrels
1: and bats in was, one morning. Yeah. So what was – got to ask. Don't, don't say names or anything, but <laughs> what the squirrel do?
4: Well, what they do is squirrels, uh, you know, they – they get on your uh, on your house and they'll oh, yeah. find a soft spot. Uh, usually, probably on your gable end or something. They'll chew mm-hmm. through a, a, a wood. And they can chew through hardwood, but they usually like to, to find a soft spot that water has been on. Yeah, and they'll chew through it. And they'll get in your attic and they'll drive you nuts because it sounds like a herd of buffalo running through there because they want to nest in right. that in that uh, insulation. Um, and well, you know what you do is uh, you have to once you get them out, then you have to put a heavier screen or some sheet metal in the area that they're affecting. Um, you know, that's where, you know, a contractor comes in usually is to, you know, come in and put some sheet metal on the corners of the wood or put a new gable in up with some, uh, uh, some kind of uh, hardware cloth in front of it right. to keep them from being able to chew through it. Yep. Wow.
2: Now, uh, remember... I sound like a broken record but bats are covered on your insurance policy and squirrels are not. <laughs> okay. So you only ever have bats, right? Well, yeah, yeah. well,
4: most people don't realize they have bats, that have bats because they're up so high and they never right. look up, you know, and then uh, you start smelling the ammonia smell in your home and that's when you realize, sure. hey, you know, I've got bats in the attic. And um yeah, we have a lot we have quite a few in, in Jackson Market. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. A lot. That's Is
0: there a- anything to deter the squirrels from coming, you know? Or find in another location. You know, they found that weak spot, then they come back to another spot. Is it like some foxes in or something? Well, what happens is,
4: yeah. you know, <laughs> some of those things, can, you know, those remedies can work. But what happens is people don't realize when they plant these beautiful ornamental gardens and they plant oh, these trees right next to their, their house. Them. And, you know, and the, and the limbs grow up over it or you, you build your, your, your privacy fence within a foot and a half of your, of your roof. I mean, the biggest thing ah. is, you know, is to keep them off of your roof. Now, you know. Uh that's my thing when I go around and inspect a house. I look and see how many limbs are close or how many is hanging over the house, something mm-hmm. that gives them easy access to you. And they'll set in your gutter, like your gutters that go in your house. They'll set in your gutter, right. and they'll chew a hole. They'll, I mean, they've got a place to sit. I mean, you know, to sit in your gutter, and they'll chew a hole into your, uh, <laughs> your uh, soffit. Oh, wow. If they,
1: if they sit in your gutter and do it, you'll never see the hole. <laughs> well, I mean,
4: that's true. Yeah. That's true. Oh, I mean, you, you know, if have you to get look up, in the up at the gutter. Yeah. yeah, we have to get up sometimes and run our hand up. Hmm. Because a lot of times, you know, when you're roofing, mm-hmm. uh, roofers and contractors, you know, there's a there's a slight gap about about an inch inch and a half, mm-hmm. and, the, and the shingles lay over that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes the shingles get hard and they stand up, and they mm-hmm. they find that gap, and then they'll shoot through the edge of that gap and make it a bigger U, and they'll start going in and out. Oh of that. wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, Man, they're, they're smart.
1: That's ridiculous. Yeah,
4: they're smart. You know, okay,
1: there. folks. The number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Let's uh, go ahead and uh, go to Jim and Madison. He's got a, ooh wasps. Uh, Good a morning. lot of people just kind of shuddered. Shuddered. What's going on, Jim?
5: Yeah, well, these aren't the paper wasps. <clears throat> I've been plagued for several years in my garage with what, when I was a kid, we called dirt daubers. They build those mud nests, mm-hmm. and they're building them all over the inside of my garage. Is there any effective way to control for that?
4: Well, you can get, um, I mean, you can go and get what they call a wettable powder, uh, which is a, um, uh, it's like a um, uh, uh, demon, uh, and it's a chemical. What happens is it's a wettable powder. Once you mix it uh, and you spray it on the inside of your shop, now it's, it will, it is kind of a tan color sometimes, uh, but what it does is it puts that, that chemical, it that sticks to that wettable powder, sticks to you the inside of your shop. And when they land on it and start building, it, it, it will kill the wasp or the, the dirt dauber uh, from uh, building on there, and it'll, it'll help you in that situation. But you got to stay vigilant with it, I and mean, you can't you got to do it at least a couple, two or three times a year because if you do it once, uh, you know, the... the uh, uh, potency of the of the of the wettable powder will over time dissipate and being on the inside it will take about six months but it will dissipate but uh yeah it will help you as a it's a wettable powder right didn't you say there was
1: a name what was the brand you said damon
4: uh actually yes yes demon uh Uh, it'll it's a it's a powder if you can get it from like co-op the co-op or whatever they sell them in small packets oh okay for for uh your personal use Mm -hmm. yeah you can do that how much does that run john you know um now, I mean, I buy packets. it in bulk, so and I'm right. guessing it's probably about $20 a pack. Okay. All and right. It'll mix up about two to three gallons. Oh, that's reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Just use a pump sprayer? A pump sprayer. A pump-up sprayer you get from a uh, plastic pump-up sprayer. like right. in, You know, one of the lows or home yeah. people, something like that. All right. And you spray it on there, and it'll it'll take care of it.
1: Sounds like a plan. All, All right, Jan, what do you think? Huh? Work on walls, too?
4: Yeah, it, it works okay. on anything. At, like, what it is, once it gets on there, uh, it'll pretty much kill any insect that lands on it that actually will. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wow. That's
1: good stuff. Nuclear. All right. Thanks, Jim. We appreciate it. Got another question here on uh, email for the other fellas. Would the good house doctors please say whether a do-it-yourselfer could reside a house one wall at a time? What type of sign? It says, my home is about 60 years old, just 925 square feet, and has the original cedar shingles with several layers of paint. He wants to remove those and put hardy board up. Sure. Yeah, with a good buddy. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's yeah. definitely a two-person thing.
2: It is. And and mm-hmm. to it, it, you know, do the proper scaffolding once you get over a comfortable working height. Mm-hmm. Don't put two ladders together with a walkboard. board do, <laughs> <Yeah>. do proper <laughs> scaffolding, tie your scaffolding off. Yes. Um well,
1: I think do once take, do take some steps to not of die. Of course. Really. You know, don't once, stand
2: on the bucket. What, right. Once you're over 25, <laughs> when you hit the ground it hurts. Right. That's a good point, from any distance. Exactly. Right. All right,
1: right, let's go back to the phones. Uh, Penny is on the line in McCool. What's going on, Penny?
3: Hi, how are y'all? Good.
4: What's going on? I have
3: a situation with uh, each year this bird comes and it builds a nest under my porch. There's a pole that comes up and supports the porch, Mm -hmm. and there's just enough room up there for her to build a nest. Right. Uh, of course, she lays eggs, and there's about five of them in there <laughs> before May when they get out, uh, and they do this twice a year. And it just really – um, I, th- I think they throw, the- throw their poop out the, m- the nest, yep. and it's just really um, bad.
4: Hmm. So I'm
3: trying to figure out how to prevent the bird from nesting there.
4: John? Well, Pete, you you got, a, you got s- several options uh, there. You know, we were just talking earlier about doing the um – uh, the uh, fishing line. You can get on top of that post and put up a a few finishing nails uh, on four corners, or a, a, as close as you can get to the to the uh, wall, and run fishing line back and forth and weave it in a zigzag and across back across, and where they can't land on top of it. This is, uh, the
1: fishing line thing is brand new for me today, and this is this is unbelievable. This is two times we've already heard yeah. about it today. Yeah, it
4: works. It's, it's been it, around a while. Sure. You can also uh, use a you can use a water hose, and as you, when they first start, just deter them with a water hose. Hit them every day with a water hose, <laughs> or you can get bird spikes. Water you can go online and you can get bird spikes. Yeah, uh, it'll stop them from bird uh, spikes. What is that? Uh, so, it's, they're small wires. Uh, you can get them for sparrows, and it's just, normally that's what you're dealing with. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go online to like a place called Do It Yourself Pest. Uh-huh. It's an online line, and you can get them in this uh, strip of that's about twenty dollars, and you can put them on top of your uh, post, and they won't they they won't nest on it. Oh, they, okay. they usually can't oh. land. So,
1: oh wow, Penny, that sounds like a home run. So.
3: It does. All well, right. At least it goes some much. I was thinking about uh, putting up an owl or something out
1: there. That yeah, won't last for long. It won't for last what we long. just learned. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. <laughs>
1: All, All right. Thanks, Ben.
3: Position that uh, it would take up the place that he would normally nest. Right. He, I mean. Yeah.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Penny. We appreciate it. Let's uh, go ahead and move to Richard and Mabin. What's going on, Richard?
5: Hi, uh, on the mud doppers, mm-hmm. Uh, back in antebellum times, we if you were, they had uh, uh, insecticides and this sort of stuff. They used to get rid of uh, defend against mud daubers by painting the underside of the porches blue.
1: That's also them trying to scare away the hang. So there's there's a lot behind that light blue paint. You know?
5: Well, yeah, uh, the thought was, or the the idea was that, it, that mud daubers can't see very well, and when they flew underneath the porch, they would see that blue and think they were still outside.
6: All right,
1: all right, so uh
5: that, that would be cool if that was
1: the case uh john is that is that the deal
4: well, I mean you know we you know we've talked about this before on the uh-huh. show before that the the blue you know far as the haints and things like that and mm-hmm. and pest uh, that they think it's the sky and you know, and they won't you mm-hmm. know they won't think they can build on it um of course, you know uh I, I think it may be just happenstance that they don't build on it because i've seen several blue homes that, that do have mud daubers and they do have carpenter bees drilling through them so uh you know it, it maybe it was the lead-based paint that they were using back then it was, was actually killing them away with, you yeah. know. <laughs> uh, but uh so it, you know the blue thing like i said i've ha- i have seen that done before and i've also seen them build nest on on blue blue paint so you're saying it's not consistent I know because I mean I believe, like I said, is the paints we use today are so much less uh, toxic, toxic than they were back at the turn of the century when they were actually you know very very toxic. Mm-hmm. So uh, that may have been the reason, you know, behind all that.
1: So. All right, hope that helps, Richard. Number of calls eight seven seven M P B ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Okay, so when you go on calls, is there a common thread? With the houses that attract pests, in other words, there is there a kind of house that tends to attract pests more than another?
4: Oh yeah, uh, you know when you have cypress sided homes, cypress sided homes, homes. Well, you know wood sided homes, uh-huh. they usually tend to uh, attract more uh, pests than a, than a brick home. Did everyone uh, hear that? Let's you know, make sure it, we
1: say that twice. So <laughs> if you've got a wood sided home. Mm, well, you possibly got more, no pests. We it have it's, more pests
4: that will attack wood. It's right. a food source. Yes, yeah. yeah, so we have more that so, attack wood or use wood to, to build on or chew on or gnaw on. So it really is just it's just those type things that that's it's their natural habitat. It's out in, the, in the, their woods. And this comment was not
1: make, paid for by any brick company. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> and too, you know,
0: I, um, when you don't have the the maintenance kept up on your home, it invites them in too. This is true. This you is know, true.
4: Wood uh, wood rot, right? Uh, you know, wood damage damaged wood causes a lot of issues. I mean, a lot of issues. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, from coons to possums to I mean, if it's a soft area, something's going to get in sooner or later when water runs off a soffit yeah something's going to get in your attic all right
1: so i'm going to ask you this question this is i think this is just kind of a cool points thing so if you had to choose to go after one of these critters would it be the raccoon the possum armadillo squirrel
4: (laughs) uh which is the greater foe? Well, probably uh, the greatest would be a coon, especially uh, a female. Uh, a female raccoon? Yeah, yeah, she's pretty, they're pretty rough. Um, <laughs> I've been closed up in an 8x8 a eight eight room <laughs> with one. Uh, didn't realize she was in there until I closed the door. And, uh, yeah, I left her in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, uh, but we did get her out. Um, but coons cause a lot of damage, a lot of Physical damage, not with chewing, but with ripping and tearing. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I've 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 seen them actually the 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 world the binders on top of the uh, houses. The, mm-hmm. the, yeah, yeah, the whirlybirds, whatever you to call them. Mm-hmm. I've seen one pull tear the top of one off to get in an attic. Are you, know? you serious? You know, are yeah. rough. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I did a job in uh, North Bay actually, and um, that was full of, of um, raccoons in the attic. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they tore up the duck work, <clears throat> started um, uh, eating the wiring. I mean, they, they did, uh, I can't remember the size of the claim, but it was several thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Quick, and they will have uh, families on it. And, and, you know, this, oh, yeah. this isn't something that happens over a long period of time. You know, this is... This is a couple of weeks. of mm-hmm. uh, Raccoons in there working twenty four seven.
4: they're very, they're very, they're smart. I mean, yes. raccoons are a very uh, smart animal. They, um, you know, our, our animal world and our and our pest world, they're they're smarter than people give them credit of course, They've been around forever, right. and you know, they they are very resilient. You know, right. Um, so I mean, sometimes, like I say, when you know when I set traps to catch things, uh, I'm like, this is no guarantee, even though I change baits and things like that, because sometimes they just won't go in it. Right, right. You know? And you have to figure out a different avenue Smart of, of getting critters. rid of that, that thing. Do, well, do you don't know have I? to cover your traps up sometime and, you well, know... Well, with a squirrel, um, it, when I set a trap, sometimes mm. I do cover it up because they like dark holes. Uh-huh. They they, they will oh. expect it. Uh-huh. Uh, but a lot of times I don't. Now, once I catch something in there, I do cover it up to keep from seeing me. It makes them more calm. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, That's a good point. The raccoons will literally claw their own hand off to get out.
4: Oh, yeah. Yep. they They're very... They're not happy when they get in. All right.
1: All right. It's time for another break. And if you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Talking about uh, your home improvement projects, how to keep them pest-free with John Abel from Abel Premier Pest. And we have two contractors on the house in the building that would love to answer your question free. So there you go. Stay tuned for more tips and advice on keeping the critters out of your house and tip-top shape. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Dell Moore from Affordable Solution 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Today in our studio is uh, guest John Abel from Abel Premier Pests. We were talking raccoons in the break. And, uh, Dell, we were talking about how how brave raccoons seem to seem uh, around around people, they that don't, they don't seem afraid. to be. They're not bothered by us at all. Dell was telling a story about a barbecue at one time, and I thought, "Wait a minute, was he barbecuing the raccoons?" <laughs>
0: no, they were, in, they were inviting themselves. I had oh, to okay. throw some meat to them, right. <laughs> just a, as a yeah, a yeah, tribute the, to stop a, them from
2: coming as a, in
0: <laughs> as a peacemaker.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, uh, oh, and we also mentioned another thing during the break that I wanted to ask you about, John. Do you ever get uh, I'm not sure, Jeff. You mentioned city deer, you know, deer that just kind of like walk around town because they're not really afraid of anything, they've been around town long enough. Do you ever, is there such a thing as
4: a nuisance deer? Well, I mean, all deer are pretty much a nuisance. <laughs> I mean, they eat everything, you know, roses, whatever, right? Um, but they have. Deer in in populated areas become very complacent to to the people. They're no right. longer afraid of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they do get in their backyard. they get in pools. I mean, we we've had them in, in you know uh, crazy situations. Like you know, you'll see them on the on the city street sometimes in the middle of the night here in Jackson. Yeah, you know that's right. So I mean, they haven't. We're we're building to where they have really no place to go. Right. You know, and their population is increasing very fast right. in Mississippi. So. Yeah, we have nuisance deer quite often. Okay. All right. I, I didn't know right. if that was a thing. I didn't know if I, nuisance deer.
2: I've actually had several claims, especially during rut. Like insurance claims? Insurance claims where the um, deer uh, will jump through a window, mm-hmm. get inside the house, and uh, then it's, it is mm-hmm. it is the party's on,
4: let me Try, tell you.
1: Trying
2: to get out of the house, they wreck it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've had several large claims
4: <laughs> Um, they can't, sorry, it's not man. funny. It's well, I mean, funny. during a rut, even the, the male deer is even less afraid of anything during that's right. the rut. You know, it'll, 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 and then you know, once it gets too moving, and you got a glass window there, I mean, they don't know it's there. They can't see no. it. Right. So that's that's right. why they go through it. Yep. Oh wow. You know. Well,
1: All right. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org, like this person. All right, um, guys, crack and grout. There's a crack in the grout that goes from one wall to the other. All right? I'm thinking about just pulling the old grout out and putting in new. Is that an expensive fix, or should I go down to the slab and investigate? Is this in the shower?
4: Uh, didn't sorry. say.
1: It just said crack okay, and grout. Okay, crack in the grout. Mm-hmm. So there's a crack in the grout that goes from one side of the, uh, one side of the wall to the other, one side of the room to the other. Um, I'm thinking about just pulling the old grout out and putting in new is that expensive fixer? Should I go down to the slab and investigate? That's this
2: is interesting yeah. because this could be a foundation. I doubt it. I doubt it. No, no. no. If it was if it was true foundation, you're, you're going to start seeing a lot more things than just some cracking a grout. You're going to see tile breaking, so on and so forth. If if you have a hairline crack in your grout, um, yeah, should say out. how big it was. Yeah. yeah, dig it out and 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 re-grout it. Um, now, if, when you say that, let's
1: go ahead and do a, a little helpy thing here. Uh, when you say dig it out, or do
2: they make tools for that? Sure, um, one's a screwdriver. I mean, <laughs> really, yeah. Scratch it out. They oh, have a grout all remover. you're doing is trying to get enough area, enough surface area, where the new grout will adhere to the space between the tile. Gotcha. Uh, now, if it's in your shower, uh, still no problem. If the shower was installed properly with the waterproofing. All the grout is, is is pretty. It's makeup. It's all it is. So do the same thing. Do not go down to your waterproofing and damage that. Dig out enough surface area where your new grout is going to adhere. That's a that's a really good point. So We've mentioned on the show before, grout
1: is dressing. That's and, it. And it is porous, and it is not and waterproof
2: in
4: any way. That's right. And tile, too. And yeah. All that is is it's, it's, it's makeup. It's pretty. Right. So, question. You know, so, if you have a, a tub in a corner that has a grout against a tub against a a, uh, uh, a stone, mm-hmm. I say, and is it, it, be- is it better it just to put, put silicone? I mean, put a it, grout uh, grout back in it or put some. There's kind
2: of- a product called grout caulk. Yeah, that's what you really want to use. It has some elastic to it. Yeah, it nice. will move. That that fiberglass tub is going to move uh, both by temperature and when you fill them up with water.
4: Yeah. So hmm. okay.
1: All right. um, Here we go. Got a question here from Jeremy. Uh, One of your recent shows uh, had battery-operated under-cabinet lighting. It was discussed. Sorry, I read that wrong. What was the brand name of the product, discussed? Now, I know what the, he's talking about. I was talking about this, about some lights that I had installed in my home that were just kind of cheaper aftermarket things. They're, they're, they're like stick-up lights that go up under your cabinets, and they have mm. batteries, but they have a little remote control, and you can turn them on and change the colors and all that other stuff. The, what I can tell you, the one that I got was probably made by a brand name called Defiant. And it's a it's a brand that you'll find at one of the big box stores, uh, but this is not this is not a, a unique product. Many people make those under the cabinet lights, mm-hmm. and uh, they're very cheap. They're almost disposable, uh, but it's worth doing it if you're going to do something nice. You know, uh, wife and I were talking about possibly selling our home. We were talking about setting the home, and we thought you know the under cabinet lights are really going to work sure good for when we
2: show the of home. Of course, you know. Because it just really looks cool. Yeah, and cool. It's, it's quick, it, it, and just like you said, anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not expensive. No, I think I spent
1: 25 so, bucks. Sure. Yeah. So, there you go. number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Keeping rats away. Rats. Here is uh, John Abel is here from Abel Premier Pest. And, uh, John, are rats one of the biggest rodents you deal with?
4: Or no? Uh, well, <laughs> rodent-wise, yeah. I mean, we have two different varieties in Mississippi. We have a roof rat, and we have a Norway rat. That's the only two that we have. Roof rat and Norway rat. Right. Um, they're, they're two different. Well, I mean, the Norway rat is a little bit larger, <laughs> and they, they usually don't find them in the attics. What we deal with 90% of the time are, uh, are roof rats. And, and a lot of people see a small rodent in their house, and they think it's a a house mouse or a field uh-huh. mouse. A lot of, most of the time, it's a, it's a uh, a, a juvenile roof rat because we have a huh. tremendous wow. amount of those here and they call them roof rats for a reason <laughs> see,
1: I, i'm sorry i wish i could take a picture and everyone <laughs> here could see <laughs> jeff's face right yeah, now just, because it is just pruned up from yeah. being grossed out
4: about yeah. these rats <laughs> you know we we uh we have um you know if you see a lot of uh holes in the ground around trees and shrubs and things like that mm-hmm. a lot of uh, that means more than likely you have what they call Norway rat. I mean, Norway what size hole? Rat will go in the ground? But Norway normally stay there, huh? What, about what size hole you're talking oh, about? About two and a half inches, you know, in, in diameter. Really? Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, you know, it's a, um, it's uh, uh, I guess, I guess about three inches would be, like that. Okay. You know, but there, it doesn't have to be very big because uh, a rodent can squeeze through a hole the size of your little pinky. You know, so it's, um, it, and it's very quick. Believe me, when you they go under the door, it's it's so fast, it's it, it's maze you, and it's just a small gap on right. the door, but they'll hit it and they go through <laughs> it and they're on the other side. You know? That's it's amazing. It is, uh, yeah. Rats, rats are pretty. Pretty hard for resilient animals. So some of the
1: things that uh, we saw here. By the way, if you want to ask John a question or the other two contractors, it's eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or of course, you can send an email to fix it one zero one at mpbonline Okay, we looked these up, John. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to tell us whether they are correct or not. A few steps you can take to keep the rodents out of your home. Okay, number one. Uh, fill all the holes, cracks, and gaps, uh, uh, that's number one, which would be uh, rats, just like we discussed, just this moment. Rats can slip into uh, holes the size of less than a quarter. Check your home for any opening yeah. that size and larger. Seal them up with proper materials. Now, we talked about this last time. Proper materials uh, are, are, are not... Easily taken away. One of the things they said here, these include either steel wool, hardware cloth, caulk, cement, plaster. uh, You know, what were you thinking, John, last time we talked about this? Because you said, you know, if somebody puts some of that spray foam in there, they'll just eat right through it.
4: Right. You know, I mean, rats will eat pretty much through anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, they'll eat through plaster. You know, uh, but that silicone, people take silicone, boom, and it does deter them for about Fifteen seconds. You know what I mean? It, it'll, it'll turn them from, you know, just uh, if they can't find another way, they'll come back to that spot, and right. they'll chew through that, and it doesn't take them long. Um, you know, m- most of your brick homes, your, <clears throat> your brick homes that you have around here, people don't realize that a lot of them have, you know, the uh, expansion joints, holes, or yeah. weep holes. Weep, weep we holes, it. that's right. Mm-hmm. All right, now, if there's don't tell your, me a side
1: of your... Don't tell me a mouse can get through a weep hole. Well, man.
4: I mean, so, you got some of them you could put two fingers in. You know, it runs up against a a, a a backing board, but once they get in between the wall and that backing board, it's just oh, a half inch gap or something in between. Yeah, the inch, inch and a They'll half. move through that to your to some area they can find where a hole has been drilled mm-hmm. to run a uh, to run something through, and they'll they'll get into your home. So we use copper mesh. I don't really use steel wool anymore because it 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 uh, it uh, Rusts steel and mm-hmm. it looks terrible. So I use copper mesh, uh-huh. and it just turns green and it's there from be you know, a longer. We're here, here wow. you know, and um, if you got a conventional home,
3: mm-hmm.
4: one that's up built up off the ground, you need to go up underneath it, and all your plumbing, those plumbers leave large holes uh-huh. to get their hands into work, work, right. and put hardware cloth around those areas, and staple it down or screw it down to where it can be removed if you need to work on it. But sealing your home up is one of the only ways to stop uh, rodents from getting in your home. Wow. So, wait, okay, say let, I, let's say I found a hole at my house. And I want I wanted to uh,
1: put some of that copper mesh that you're talking about on there. Where do I get that?
4: Well, like I said, you know that, that really you have to pretty much order it online. Uh, oh, really? Lowe's they don't carry that stuff uh-huh. too much. Uh, you can go to Do It Yourself Pest, and you can Do It Yourself Pest, right? And okay. you buy a roll of 25 feet, uh-huh. you know, and it's uh, six inches wide, and you just cut it off and use it. Or is like a scissor cut. Yeah, you can cut it with a scissor. It's real thin. Really. You just roll it up and you stick it in a hole. And uh, it, it, like I said, it, it they won't chew through it because it cuts their mouth. But uh, it's 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 a whole lot better than using steel wool. Now steel wool, if you can't do any, use anything else, right. yeah, you know I use a double alt uh, uh-huh. steel wool, but uh, it will rust. It will rust. It will rust. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know so. Yeah, that that, but in your home is pretty much the only way, really, to to stop a rotor from getting in your house. All right, uh, you know, and we're we're coming in right now. You know, we're in termite season right now. You know, really? Oh yeah. I don't know. They yeah. had a season. I oh neither. Yeah. yeah, we have. Well, when the humidity. Why don't we the, hunt deer? Why don't we go after the termites? Yeah, we, hey, we do. This is our season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. This is your
1: season. Yeah. It's a
2: termite owner. <laughs> right.
1: That's it. You're getting a new T-shirt. All right. (laughs) Melissa's on the line, and uh, we'll talk to her in just a second. It's time for our uh, last break of the hour. You still have time to get your home improvement question answered this morning. Uh, Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is MPB's Fix It 101. I'm sorry, I'm lost. Um, Yes, we are here for uh, Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. If you want to call in, it's 877-MPB-THINK-RADIO or 877-672-7464. You can send an email to fixit101 at MPB org. All right, so we've got Melissa on the line and Brandon. Uh, Melissa, you have a very particular uh, issue. Why don't you go ahead and uh, describe that?
6: Okay. I live in, hello, by the way. <laughs> um, I live in a small house with low ceilings and tight hallways, and I need to replace the subfloor. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if there was, another material other than four by eight sheets of plywood mm-hmm. because of maneuverability. It's so difficult to get to get that through the house. Is there anything else I could use?
2: Gentlemen? Well, first of all, how come you're replacing your subfloor?
6: The, the old subfloor is like three and a half inch slats and Actually, okay. the only floor we have over that is, like, glue-down vinyl Okay, so okay. it's really cold. It's,
2: it's, not, it's not leaking water and all that kind of stuff. It's okay, not fine.
6: leaking water, but well, there are, like, spaces between the slats. It's I understand. Oh, yeah. I got
2: you. Um, take your 4x8 sheet of plywood and cut it in half. I'll, I'll rip it down. Yeah. Say that. <laughs> yeah, that's simple. Yeah. Yeah, but the, your, your, your biggest cost savings is going to be to buy a 4x8 sheet of plywood. Right. Okay. So purchase those. Um, a lot of that house is going to be able to be used with full sheets. When you get to where you can't use a full sheet, like Dale said, either rip it down or cut it in half. Now you're dealing with a four-by-four four sheet. And, and mm-hmm. Melissa, I will say
1: this through working with stuff on my own, is that mm-hmm. the the smaller a piece of wood is, the more expensive it gets. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
6: And
2: I think that's backwards. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's right. And that wood is heavy too. That subfloor, yeah, uh-huh. just get, get a
2: good quality subfloor. Right. Uh, there's one out there that's called Quiet Floor. It's tongue. It's tongue and groove. Get a good product. Do not. Do not uh, go cheap on that. And now it's got
6: the tongue and groove, and then you rip
2: it. Right. That's okay. If you if you if you're going to cut it if you're going to cut it in half, you still have. Uh, you still have tongue and groove on your other side. So, like Uh-oh. I said, like I said in the very beginning, don't don't cut it if you don't have to. Now, uh, I, your, your ceilings are, are a minimum. Your ceilings got to be eight feet. Yes,
6: yep. I think okay. it's eight feet, maybe.
2: No, you yeah. <laughs> look. You just get a good contractor. They can do it. okay and
6: not beat up my walls
2: no of course no (laughs) you just if they're any good they'll fix them after they beat them up you just hire a good quality contractor and they can do it there you go
1: thanks melissa we appreciate it uh one of the things i was going to answer from larry here in just a second but one of the things you mentioned during the break john was that at this time of the year both termites and flying ants are around your mission is to explain to us how we tell the difference
4: Okay. <laughs>
1: right. Right now in Mississippi, yeah, right. you just said yeah. flying ants and termites are both flying around right now.
4: Right. Well, you know, once once it gets about above seventy two degrees, mm-hmm. you know, the barometric pressure rises, rises, and, and termites and ants start swarming mm-hmm. to make different another nest somewhere. Right. Well, people are, get confused with ants and termites. So the, the easiest thing I can tell you. Mm-hmm without explaining all the wings and all that right, kind of right, yeah. stuff is to look at it and if it if the if it's got three segmented pieces on the body in other mm-hmm. words it's, you know it's got a head a uh, body and a tail a, right yeah mm-hmm. and then that would be an ant okay if it's just a head and a tail Two segmented, that would be a termite. Oh wow! Uh, no That's matter which no termite it is, it's, it's just only two pieces to a termite. It's the head and the body. There's your
1: tip of the day, Java, right there. Yeah. So, All right, let's go to Larry and Carthage. He's got advice, advice about dirt so What's going on, Larry?
5: I figured out what kind of race I am, or what? I'm a, I'm a termite. I just, you know, I got. That job <laughs> 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 Thank y'all. I'll you later. Now, listen, I'm the dirt dauber dealer man called in a while ago. Yeah. You, they got those things that they're co-op, they're bright lime, yellow, and they, I tell you what, you, they're about two foot long, mm-hmm. and uh, you hang them up, and it pretty it, everybody, much just go to them. It, it gets rid of them. They stick to he's, it. He's it, talking get about
2: off. that, um, oh, I see stick them. You take? Yeah, yeah, you pull
4: it out. Oh, the fly strip. Fly strip. Fly strips. Yeah. yeah.
5: yeah. Well, it's, it's round, though, about two inches round. Right. Uh,
4: okay. that okay. the
5: fly strap. It's called something else. it's round. And really, you don't want to get, let it get stuck to your hand or your hair. You'll have a problem. Right. But it, it, will, it will catch them, the flies and all that. You get it at the co-op. Okay. You know?
1: Well, thank and, you, Larry.
5: And, and, that, and that one more thing. You can get the old grocery sacks, brown ones, you know, like the paper ones. Yes, sir. You can blow them up, tie them off, and hang them up, and they'll think it's a hornet's nest, and they'll stay away from it.
1: There you go, John. This guy's a gonna minute. put you out of business, man. For a <laughs> <laughs>
5: That's hey, on the mosquitoes yeah. this summer, have y'all tried the, the Spartan? The, don't even tell me
1: about waters in a in a bag. No,
5: no, t- no, I, that don't work. Uh-uh. <laughs> Wait, have you ever tried the Spartan yes. for mosquitoes? Yes, that, it worked at my place. I don't know about your place. But well,
4: yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, uh, what's like he I said, talking about? Spartan. A, the Spartan. It's a Spartan. Uh, Mosquito control that was developed here in Mississippi down at, uh, uh, down at uh, Hattiesburg. Oh, wow. Well, They've actually discovered. They come up with a delivery system in Hattiesburg. Uh, it, it hangs in trees uh, uh-huh. around your home, and it's uh, kind of a bait for mosquitoes. And it, and it does in help tube. a lot. It's in a tube. I saw that. And you can get it at the co-op. And, yep. and it does. If you sh- do it, if you stay on top of it uh-huh. it lasts about 90 days, they do help with the mosquito issue. Wow, great to know. Mm-hmm. Wow, great a to know. A bat
2: will work, too. A bat
4: bat eats a thousand a day, per bat. You know, so and I got plenty of them.
1: Yeah, um, this is it's it's kind of weird because the termites and ants thing. I'm going to look for that this year. I I really. (laughs) If you didn't hear that, folks, three sections for an ant, only two for a termite. I never knew that that. until today. Sure, but that is like you said, both are out and around uh, when it when it hits a certain temperature. Mm -hmm. They'll be they'll all be out. Uh, Looking. You know, I
2: think it's guaranteed. I think we could make this (laughs) guaranteed. What's that? If you listen to Fix It, Mm -hmm. you're going to learn something. Oh, yeah, each week. I think that's a guarantee. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. And how much it costs? Usually it's what not to do that Jason did. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it's true.
1: (laughs) But a couple of things that you can do yourself.
0: (laughs) Do the termites sting or bite like the ants? They do not. Oh, they do not. They do not. So you can
4: live with that
1: is right. there is there any way to shoo them away before they get there
4: the uh, what uh, termites? termites yeah actually uh, most people do not know they have termites until they start swarming and usually their windowsill or something has uh, collapsed pretty much <laughs> from the termites but um <laughs> but the good idea rule of thumb is mm-hmm. every seven years you need to have your house treated for termites okay i you mean you heard it folks I know it's kind of expensive, but it it that is the Every largest investment years. most people
1: have. That's, uh, that's advice from the bug guy. There you go, John Abel. So, folks, uh, here we go. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. Our call screener is Liz Gill. For Delmore, Jeff Simmons, and John Abel, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech, with Michelle McAdoo. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101, only on MPB Think Radio.